This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope for another wonderful episode. And we have a very special guest here today, all the way from LA, not from South Carolina, the one and only Landon Clements from Southern Charm. How are you? Great. Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, this is really fun. <laughs> Isn't this, you know what, everyone this week and last week is like, this has been the highlight of my day. Look, these things, these things are the highlight of my day now, too. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's, I'm a very social person, so this is sort of killing me. <laughs> I am just as social as you, and this is, it's not fun, is it? No, I actually, like, had a little bit of a tantrum over the weekend. On, on Monday, they, I've been, like, hiking every day, so on Monday, they closed all the parks, so we can't even, like, they even took the hiking and the beaches and everything away, so I'm just like, I had a little moment last night, but I'm doing better now. I listen, I get it. I had a moment on Sunday where this is my new thing. I'm going to take it one week at a time because yeah. sun, Sunday night I started with some big picture thoughts <laughs> and they Don't just weren't, they, they weren't good. I'm like, what if this happens? And I'm just like, I got to and then when you talk to certain friends, you're like, they don't help. They don't help. Yeah, yeah. You're like, actually, I'm keeping it together pretty well. You guys are really freaking out. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I, we, you, well, what happened to me on Sunday night is I was thinking some things, and then this friend of mine texted me and thought the same things, and I'm like, okay, now I'm freaked out. Yeah. The fact that we're both like saying, like, what if, yeah. and we're looking forward, I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. But are yeah, you in New York? Are you still in the city? Yeah. So I stayed here. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people left. Like I know all this stuff, like New York is under attack, but in a way there's nobody here. Like I understand why yeah. it's so bad in New York just because there's so many people everywhere. It's I sort of like LA too. I, I drove into Beverly Hills yesterday cause I had to do some like paperwork stuff. But anyways, um, it took me about 25 minutes and normally it takes me 45. <laughs> and I was like, well, this isn't so bad. Like that's an, a small upside. People really are staying home. So, you know, that's good. Just heeding the advice. They are staying home. Like, do you, do you live by yourself out there? Cause I live by myself, which is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I've been staying at Barbara. I'm in a friend's house now just cause I didn't want to be like so alone. And I a bunch of my it. other friends, they, um, I'm living with a girlfriend I grew up with in Atlanta. So she went like home, home. She's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be like trapped for months on end. And I was like, I get it. So, I get it. I was, was going to do that, but then I don't know. It's like, then in a way I'm like, I want all my stuff and I need all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, well, I've got to keep like still working and functioning and just, I'm not ready to like shut it down. But I did also have a little moment like, I'm probably not going to get to go to Charleston for Easter. You know, like I was supposed to get on a flight today and go to Maui. It's one of my really good friends. She got 
engaged. So we were all meeting out there this weekend for her little bachelorette. Last week, I was supposed to be at South by Southwest Film Festival. We uh, first film that I've worked on the production side of, we got into South by Southwest. We were so stoked. And then, you know, oh, wow. pulled the plug on that one. So it's been sort of like, I had this like great expectations for March and all these plans. And it's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I get, I had to cancel so many freaking things. Like that's the thing. Like then I go to that and I'm like, oh my God, like my friends were getting married at the end of March. We were all going away in June. And like last night I spoke to them and they're like, you know, we're canceling our wedding. Yeah. And I'm like, I, yeah, I guess. And then I'm like, well, we can still maybe go away in June. And they're like, if we're not getting married, we're not going away in June. Right. So that's canceled. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. So I think like once this is all over, then it's like the fallout of like, oh my God, like now I'm upset about all these other things. But right now I just want to get out of the house. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep like snacks supply. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you no. Know. Well, I've been like, I mean, I had to go to the grocery store yesterday. So then I had to freak out when I was there too. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I'm mean, like stripping at the front door, getting straight in the shower, like burn these clothes. <laughs> well, and did I see you have gloves on? Like, didn't I see you have gloves on? <laughs> no, or not I right just, now, oh. but I have. I'm at least at like. That's really good. I mean, like when I'm home, I'm not wearing gloves. So that's really good. I think I'm like, I think I'm doing 90% of what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. That's good. It's hard. But I'm glad you took the time. Thank I mean, I think this is a good time to chat, right? Because here we are, we're home. Yeah. So, all right. So we have a lot to get into. So I figured we'll start with, tell me about you. Like, I want to hear, I always like to start with like, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up on a little island called St. Simon's and it's uh, just below Hilton Head, like where Shep's from. And so there's a little chain of islands, basically from Charleston all the way down to um, basically the top of Florida. They call it the Golden Isles. And I wow. grew up on a little island um, called St. Simons. Um, and then went to like uh, elementary school and all of that in Atlanta and then went to the College of Charleston. So that's how I sort of ended up in Charleston, moved there when I was 18 and, you know, have never really left. <laughs> so um, it's great. Both of my sisters live there now. My parents got a little townhouse there. Um, and so they're still back and forth to Atlanta. And then my dad also grew up on the island. So um a lot, lot of family. <laughs> You're from that area. So were you in L.A.? like when the show was first being cast. Yeah. And I've actually known Whitney from out in LA. So he okay. went to boarding school in England with my um, like ex-husband's best friend. I mean, it's so, <laughs> so we've, they've all known each other for forever. And then I've known Whitney for probably, gosh, over 15 years. Um, and then like Shep went to the university of Georgia. My sister was there. So I've known him since 18 or so. And um but yeah, so when I I was actually living in Aspen when the first season came out and I, you know, had heard that they were filming and was like, oh, great. So fun. And and then, um, you know, we always kind of it was sort of just like a joke. And then Bravo bought it. <laughs> and that was so very exciting. And uh, they did the first season. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Southern Gentlemen and it was just the guys. Um, but I think there had never really been a show with like all male cast like that so then they added in Cameron who is awesome and had had kind of experience in that world um she had actually been on the real world <laughs> yes. 
um, Whitney's mother, Patricia, who is obviously amazing. And, um, you know, then they were, they were off. <laughs> and so did they uh, come up with it? So like, did Whitney, was it yeah. his show? And he's like, let me shop this around. Well, it just, Charleston is such a like cool, magical place. And, yeah. you know, forever. I mean, who doesn't say like, we should have our own reality show. Yes. <laughs> but then it really happened. So, um, it, it's just, it's been such a wild ride and so much fun. And we're just like always prepared that like, okay, this will be the last one. This will be the last one. And then it's like, no, another and another. And, um, even though I'm not on it anymore, I know that they were getting ready to do another season. And then, you know, the production on like everything has come to Shut a screeching. They actually, a lot of stuff is produced in Charleston now. Um, like, I don't know if you saw the Righteous Gemstones or Vice Principals or any of those things that Danny McBride and his whole crew does. But a lot of that's that filmed in Charleston. All those productions are shut down. Uh, a lot of movies. And so everyone's just sort of, it's, I was talking actually to Bravo yesterday. Just they were giving, like, checking in on how everyone is. And we were talking about how, you know, a lot of productions haven't had a break like this, but we have hurricane season. So we're like, Oh, this is just oh. kind of another, you know, we've had to stop production before because of uh, hurricane season. And oh, really? Wow. Just, well, Charleston, once they declare it like a state of emergency, then they can't have productions insured and it's a whole big thing. So they're kind of in that same limbo right now, I suppose. But so Bravo reached out to you. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, well, um, you know, they still do the little daily dish, which is their like online content thing. So just um, they also were interested in, you know, how everyone's still functioning. And now that, you know, I'm in real estate, so doing the virtual tours and just kind of talking about how everyone's going to adjust to life with Corona. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really not the funnest. So. No. But it's so, so important to stay home and keep everybody safe. My grandmother's 93. She's in quarantine. Uh, my dad was actually supposed to have a little surgery. He's not able to do that until, you know, further notice. So it does. It affects a lot of people. And then, you know, I've got a lot of girlfriends that are having babies or have young kids. And it's just, you know, that panic and fear is real. And there's not much you can do besides stay home to protect everyone. And the homeschooling, because I have a lot of friends with kids too, like they're just like, this homeschooling is just not working for us. They're like, what is going on? (laughs) I'm like, well, I don't have kids, so I can't really relate. Like growing up on the island, a lot of friends kind of were homeschooled. So it's, you know. Oh, wow. uh, I think in the city, it's a lot harder. But if you can like get outside and I saw a funny little meme the other day and it was like, you know, life before Corona is a family, like on the sofa on their phones. And then it's like life after, and they're all like out at the park and riding bikes and like doing normal things, which, so that's kind of a weird, good outcome from all of this is just, you know, when else is, does the world stop? I feel like life happens so fast and get to take a minute to, you know, I don't know. I've been gardening and cooking and like reading books and uh, trying to work on my websites and, you know, just learning new skills, honing old ones. <laughs> my house has never been. That's the one thing about being home. Like I have cleaned out my junk drawer. I've rearranged. I'm like, I am so I organized. It's spring cleaning to the max. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, this is stuff I should have done like five years ago that I'm like, who, who has time to, I, I'm never home. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, it is. 
So, okay, so when the show first came out, like, and you weren't on it that first season, were you like, oh, my God, like, this is hilarious. Like, my friend Whitney, my friend Shep, like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> totally. I mean, Thomas is, you know, pretty well known and um, before all of that anyways. And so, yeah, it was just really fun, wild experience. And then, you know, another season and another one. And uh, now they're uh, should be filming season seven. I'm sure that they'll get back to it and it'll be great. And. You know, this is that's what's fun about reality television. This will somehow be like woven into the story of it. Totally. And, um, you know, it's real life and it's just. It is. <laughs> and then how did you get involved in season two? Like you just were coming uh, home. Like, I know it went yeah, through a divorce. Easter. It was this sort of time of year and I, um, Colorado, the mountain had closed. And so I usually go went home for Easter and then, um, they were casting to do another show and they wanted to kind of have more girls on there or more people that were really like from there and really knew them and all of that. So um, at first I, I, you know, was like, no way, <laughs> this is not for me. I would never really so uncomfortable, like definitely not. <laughs> and, um, but then it just felt so natural. Like Whitney and Shep and I filmed just kind of like uh sort of a test scene, I guess. And they came over to my sister's house. Um, her name's Powell, but we all call her Bam. So they came over to her house and a bunch of my stuff from California had arrived. So we were like unpacking all of these boxes and stuff. And it did, it just felt really natural. And like, there's no camera there. You're just with your friends and catching up. And so then they saw that and um, they were like, you guys really are friends. <laughs> this is a pretty natural relationship so we um you know I wasn't really supposed to be like a full cast member like on it so um here comes my friend's little daughter <laughs> like hi. like hi in the little guest room do you want to say hi hi just dropped my little ear pods oh well at, at least you look like you're somewhere where there's a lot of space yeah that's why I came here my place in Santa Barbara is like a teeny little Daddy. studio <laughs> No. She's cute. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is real life. <laughs> no, I mean, I love it. I love it. At least you have people around you. Well, that's the thing. I did I, you know, was like, oh, this will blow over in a week, and now here we are, two weeks, and like I pretty much flights are canceled. Don't think I'll be getting back to Charleston anytime soon. Um I think that's been there like a month ago, so um but you know, I like I said, I got really upset about you know, thinking about Easter on Monday, it's like, I'm not going to get to go home. I know that's, I'm not happy. Well, I mean, yesterday on the news, there was something about like, we're all going to be out by Easter. And I'm like, that seems really aggressive yeah. to me. Yeah. Like as much as I want to go outside, I'm like, let's just solve this. The yeah. Right way. This, like, we're already this far through it. Just yeah. wait until it's done. I, mean, I, I like can't start over if we're like Endurance out about. Strength. It's not going to be good. Well, I was going to say, like, to your point of, like, the first season you were on, you really did manage to stay out of the drama for the most part. Like, you yeah, had a very nice... by nature. I mean, I love, you know, sailing and surfing and kind of fishing and hanging out with my friends and, like, bonfires on the beach and just, like, taking it easy. Yeah. But, you know, life is not always. <laughs> it's well... The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. 
Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Then the end of the first season, then you had a minute of drama with Catherine. So talk to us about Catherine. I'm sure people want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that stuff is all kind of kind of crazy. But I think, you know, she's grown up a lot. I certainly have. I haven't seen her in a couple of years. Um, you know, I know her mom recently passed away and sort of oh. reached out some condolences. And that's, again, it gets back to, like, reality. And that's real stuff. And these are real emotions that you feel so whenever someone's like oh it's you know fake or scripted or whatever and it's just it's not it's you know how you are when you get frustrated and lash out and then imagine someone has recorded every one of your like <laughs> lashing out completely oh please if like I was on a reality show I would have so much stuff that I would look back at and be like oh my god I was a uh, I went crazy yeah of course um but it does it, it's um you see you you see yourself very clearly through the lens of a camera and totally. you know, things that you won't tolerate and what you will tolerate. And, you know, I had I had never met Catherine before filming. I mean, when I met her, we were filming. So um, that alone, you just like you're on like high alert. Like, you know, I don't it's like all your senses are going <laughs> and you get into right. these situations and. You know, I didn't know her history with the guys and whatever. And I just, you know, and then on the first season or second season, whatever it was, um, you know, my sister, Bam, again, we, you know, she came down to Jekyll Island with us. We took everybody down there and we that was going to be our like, you know, we'll be friends with Catherine and she can come home. And then that's, you know, there was one set of charges against Thomas. She was like, freaked out on Whitney and my sister is like super chill and she was just like what is going on and right she's I like I don't really know and like my dad was there it was just like a lot so that was like not um uh off on the right foot so to speak <laughs> and then what about tell us about Thomas well, I mean, Thomas, I've sort of known through like horseback riding and I uh, trained polo horses when I was in college, just sort of like a little, you know, school job. I was a golf, I was a cart girl at Patriots playing golf course. And oh, one wow. of the, the golfers there, his wife uh, trained horses and played polo and they had a little boy. So sometimes I would nanny for them and then would, um, you know, help with the horses too. So I kind of, you know, met Thomas through that way and, and then right after when I finished school, though, I moved out to L.A. So um, I'd been up here for about six or seven years before I went back and started doing the show. So, um, but, yeah, you know, we we were all friends. And I just um, I think I underestimated that, like, everyone would be, like, chill and friends and not, you know, there was. I don't and know. you guys were just friends. Oh, Thomas and I. Yeah, we yeah. all just been friends nothing more I mean even on the last reunion that I was on you know Catherine even admitted that she doesn't think Thomas and I ever were anything more than friends which it was like ah thank you finally <laughs> right you're like finally yeah <laughs> and then what about Shep and this all well I love you 
Well, I mean, I do love Chef. I mean, not so much in that way anymore, but I had just moved back to Charleston. I hadn't been dating anyone. I, you know, we have a very small little group of friends and um, it was it was sort of like, well, it's just us. <laughs> and, um, you know, luckily a lot of people moved to Charleston all the time. And that's how, you know, like Austin got sort of wrangled into all of this. He had been there, but, you know, was still sort of new to Charleston. And, um you know, it just, it, it does, our little friend group keeps growing. So I'm glad that Shep and I never really like cross those lines because we're still really good friends to this day. It's easier that way. It's so much easier. <laughs> and what about, so you've always been this entrepreneur. We saw on the show, you had a lot of different things coming going on. So, yeah. and your father, your father's in real estate. Mm-hmm. He is, he uh, was like a commercial real estate developer and they, uh, he also developed a lot of, um, like subdivisions and houses and stuff like that. And so my mom would do some of the interior design. My dad's mom, my grandmother was even involved. She was one of the first women in Georgia to ever have a real estate license. So that's a pretty cool thing. And, wow. um, you know, so I just sort of grew up on a construction site. Um, then when I was at College of Charleston, I majored in historic preservation of architecture. So our classrooms were like all these cool old crumbling buildings. And you could see the like layers coming off of the walls, whether it was, you know, different plasters or wallpapers and so you could just see the history just sort of wrapped in it um and then I studied abroad in Italy and went to school in Florence and um that was amazing it's been really hard watching um you know Italy just being destroyed with all of this so crazy you know that's a place that I love very dearly I was just there again last summer and um some other good friends of ours from Charleston they got married so I was over there for a couple weeks and it's just uh so much love for Italy. (laughs) I know it's crazy, but, but yeah, so then I got my real estate license and that's what I I've been working on. Um, I know on the show, they saw me working on, you know, my travel website and that's something I still love to do and I'm passionate about. I, you know, I haven't been writing about it as much, but I definitely still post from my travels and little adventures and love doing that. Um, you know, one of the big things that kind of happened with my blog, which we never really discussed or talked about, was I was working with Vox Media and they have Eater and Curbed and yeah. Lockhart Steel. And so during that whole Me Too movement, he had, I guess, had some sort of misconduct. And that was kind of my like guide through this whole sort of uh, tech world at the time. So after that, I was like, I just, you know, can't really you know it was just it was crazy times you know during that same time that's when Shep had his dating show uh relationship so it's like during the me too movement is not like the the best time to have a reality dating show so I mean we all felt the sort of ripple from that um which you know because at Vox Media someone who was your mentor was involved in like a me too yeah I mean it just oh wow kind of just you know it puts it in perspective you know and that was another thing that made me kind of want to like take a step back from the show and like you know stuff got like too real there's like lawsuits and uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff and um you know I didn't always feel comfortable sharing all of my personal life like I said I wasn't really dating anyone and then it's you know you've always got to have this sort of drama which people love and it's this kind of great soap opera and this southern saga (laughs) Um, but at the same time, I just sort of, I just, there were so many things going on and I, uh, I, after we finished, I guess season 
five or season four. Um, I, I just moved out to Malibu and have been out here really ever since and have been super happy. Got my real estate license reenacted and um, have just been selling property since um, then. Still doing a lot of interior design work as well, which is one of my favorite, favorite things to do. <laughs> so you're full time in Malibu, but you, you obviously go home for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. I still, I go home every few months or so. Um, and your family's all back home still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's obviously, yeah, not going home for Easter is not fun. Yeah. So, how do you like real estate out there? Do I you love do Malibu it. or you do Malibu and LA? Um, yeah, all, well, my license is for all of California. So, I've had listings up in Napa, I've had stuff in Santa Barbara, Malibu, um, done a bunch up. I, I used to live in Laurel Canyon, so did a bunch up in like the Hollywood Hills area. Um, I know you asked about my little stint on the hills as well. And- oh, I was, I was trying to like <laughs> give you the real estate platform because that's what you do now. But can we talk about the hills for a minute? Yeah. We're going to talk about it sooner or later. Now, I, listen, I, segue. <laughs> I mean, yes, because I was going to come back to it, but we might as well, I mean, there's a lot of things I'd like to talk to you about, but yeah. yes, The Hills is one of the classic, classic yeah. reality shows. Yeah, they're back. They, I think they were getting ready to do a season two also there. Yeah. Um, postponed hiatus whatever although i'm so upset misha barton is fired and that is i know but you're gonna love caroline she is like true blue la her family you know they're malibu as well and you know she grew up with like paris hilton and everyone and so she's just that sounds amazing she's adorable and so cool and uh, her family has like this little pizza place in malibu they've got a bunch of them now but um so yeah, now she's got her little pasta sauce and you know, she'll do really well and be so fun. And, you know, she legit like grew up with Brody and all of them. So it's not like a forced thing, which right. is exactly how it was with Southern Charm. Like it's just a natural, like these are your friends for real. So it makes it really easy. Well, those are the reality shows I think that like do the best, you know, like Vanderpump Rules, like they really yeah. all like when you, I think when it's forced, I mean, that was the thing, like, yes, Misha was kind of awkward on the hills because she's not really well, friends I, mean, I loved that. her the OC love. was like, oh my god I wanted to move to California <laughs> I loved her I mean I I loved every scene she was in I thought she was great but you know you're like okay there's no real natural chemistry here because this is probably stunt casting well and you know what you get I could I don't know Misha I don't know you know but you could see that she was being guarded you know you got to that's the one thing with the reality TV. You don't have any choice. You have to be just a complete open book. And then they get to kind of pick and choose what they think is interesting about you. So totally. that's kind of the, the hard part. The only way you can really edit yourself is um, by editing yourself. And I think maybe she edited herself too much, like was too closed off. And I, I you know, I, just judging from her <laughs> Instagrams, she doesn't seem very happy about Caroline being on the show or taking her place. Or does she know Caroline? Or I, I don't, don't know. think so. But she, you know, posted. I guess Us Weekly did an article saying that Caroline was on the cast, and and then she posted something saying like these are lies, and like they weren't lies. <laughs> they, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not on the production. I'm not on the show anymore. I have no idea what's going on, but it's just, just from the like shade thrown on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa, shots 
inspired. <laughs> Seriously. So wait, so you are going to be, how are you almost on the hills though? Like, let's back it up. Like I was it, it wasn't Laguna Beach. Yeah. I was looking for a real estate developer, uh, Sam Nazarian. They have SBE entertainment. So they own like the SLS hotels. I don't know if you, or they yeah. did. Now they've sold them, but that's a whole long other story. <laughs> but so, yeah, this is back in 2005, maybe 2006. Um, and I was working for Philippe Stark. So he, oh. he yeah, I um, did like, the Delano, I mean, did the SLS and everything as well. And so I was working for him and his contract was everything that was developed, um, Philippe Stark developments in North America went through Sam Nazarian. And so I was working for him at the time and we were designing and building a bunch of nightclubs and restaurants and the hotels, of course. And then um, brought in Brent Bolthouse because he was like, yeah the club king knew everybody, you know, if you need, wanted the celebs at your place, he was like the go-to guy. So then he partnered with Sam and then I kind of started working for Brent Bolthouse cause I knew all the venues and how everything kind of operated and was sort of a liaison between SBE and them. And, um, and they were obviously filming Brent for the show. So that's kind of how I, was like wrangled in <laughs> a little bit. Interesting. And like, did you know, like, did you hang out with any of them? Like Heidi? I mean, yeah, I know it's not. Still, um, keep in touch. She actually, they lived in Carpinteria, which is a little beach town right before Santa Barbara. Um, that's where they, you know, were, I think they were there for six or seven years. I ran into them out there this summer and, um, you know, I, we, you know, say hi on Instagrams and things. And I love the Pratt Daddy Crystals. I think it's so great. <laughs> crystals are everything. everything. So fun. I'm really like legit, like believe it. I'm like, I've got my little earring <laughs> crystals. Oh, no, I'm like obsessed with Spencer and I'm obsessed with Pratt Daddy Crystals. You yeah. have no idea. So right. So like I met Spencer, just friends of friends, uh, Nick Montalegre, who's on the show a little bit. He also worked uh, at SBE and still does sometimes. So he, was one of the club promoters, but he and like Frankie Delgado and all of those guys were all good friends. And, and then they started filming the Hills and it just, you know, it took off. I don't think same sort of with Southern time. I don't think anyone was really expecting that, but it was just, it was mega. <laughs> so were you going to be a cast member? Like, were you thinking no, about it or that? No, okay. I never was. And then I was like, I'm a little bit like I'm two or three years older than Heidi. So, you know, I, they were all still in college. I was out of college and I was like taking myself very seriously. I was like, I need to be professional and like, I shouldn't be on MTV. <laughs> like my mom is like, don't be on television. <laughs> You're so good. I would have been like, sign me up and sign me up for Southern Charms. I'm moving home tomorrow. <laughs> See, this is why you end up on TV because like you in a way don't care. And that's, those are the people that I think do the best on TV. <laughs> You're just like living your life, but that's amazing. Before we continue this conversation, I have to say this has certainly been quite a year. And if there's anything interfering with your happiness or achieving your goals, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It is an online professional counseling service. And as a result of me turning to BetterHelp, I was able to take the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast and go from two to four episodes a week. And I even wrote a Behind the Velvet Rope book. So BetterHelp is great. It's a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave your house, go to a waiting room. It's quarantine friendly. Of course, everything is extremely confidential. And you can basically start communicating with a professional 
in under 24 hours. And what I love about it is once you're assigned a counselor, you can reach out to this counselor anytime and they actually get back to you. And you can schedule your weekly phone or video session, no need to get glammed up if you prefer phone over video, at your convenience. Also, once you're assigned a counselor to help you, if you don't like who you're assigned, you can easily switch the person. So many people are turning to BetterHelp that they're actually looking for counselors in all 50 states. They're growing rapidly. And listen, don't take my word for it. Check out their testimonials posted daily on their website. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, self-esteem. I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It's an online professional counseling service. And go to BetterHelp, that's betterhelp.com slash velvetrope, and you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. They are there to help. I feel there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help, especially in these times. It is more affordable than traditional online counseling. They've really helped me see clarity, gain strength, to continue doing this wonderful show for you all. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. So Heidi's is, is Heidi the main person you knew from the show? Well, I only met her, you know, during the show. But right, like through kind of stayed in touch. She was from she is from Colorado, so we kind of like bonded over that. I had lived in Telluride and um, you know, we just were um just just friends. She, you know, was a cool, sweet girl. <laughs> it's such a good show. E- even the second incarnation, the last it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, even even with Lauren Conrad, um, my who, actually she's a real estate agent with me still at Ingle and Volkers. Um, Jana was Lauren's real estate agent, and the house yeah. that they lived in, where Adrena was in the guest house, like Jana sold her that house. So we, you know, in a weird roundabout way, helped get them that property, and that's where they ended up filming the show. And it's just you know all these little. You know, Hollywood is a pretty small town once you kind of break totally. it down. It's the same as New York. You know, like a handful totally. of people and you can kind of get a hold of everyone. <laughs> totally. People are like, how do you know the New York housewives? I'm like, it's New York. Like, it's yeah, not. Yeah, like, go outside, but not yeah. in New York. <laughs> it's, right. It's not that big a place. You just go to like a few key places and it's like a small circle. Yeah. So you went, so you're in LA, you're in real estate now. So how has... I mean, like, forget Corona for a minute, like pre-Corona. I mean, has the market changed there the same way it's changed in New York? Like, Yeah, I mean, the market has been really strong, and it it was really strong. And I think after this, it's going to come back really strong. I think people are just kind of waiting to see that everyone's like, oh, so excited. The interest rates are dropping. And then so many people went to apply for loans or to get them that the interest rates, it dropped down to 2.5. And then just this week popped back up to 4.5. So it's like all these people thought they were like, you know, getting essentially really cheap money on their loans. And then like, that's not the case. And we had a bunch of properties, um, last week and early this week fall out of escrow. Um, but I think for the most part, I think like investors are waiting to see for the bottom to really come out. And then they're obviously going to start buying up a bunch of stuff. Um, unfortunately, with people, you know, losing jobs and this, that and the other, some people might be forced to sell. And 
I think we won't see as bad of a repeat as in 08, but it's definitely going to be a rocky year. And especially in LA, you know, all of the real estate really picks up in the spring. Like the winter months are kind of dead for us because if it's not like 75 and sunny, nobody knows how to act here. <laughs> um, so, you know, April, May, June have always been kind of biggest months in real estate. I mean, for me and for everyone. So um, it's going to be tricky to see how everyone fares this. I mean, Compass laid off 600 people this week. I don't know if you read that or saw that. They no. laid off 400 people last week and 200 people just yesterday. So, um, you know, I'm not on a salary. I'm just a commissioned, you know, um, agent. So I'm yeah. just commissions. Uh, I'm lucky because of Southern Charm that I have – uh, alternative sources of income. I, you know, uh, do a lot of stuff with, you know, Instagram and posting and, um, but you know, all of that, like the companies aren't going to be hiring us to market things if their businesses are going under, you know, um, a lot of clothing designer, everyone's just sort of holding on to their cash because nobody knows what's going to happen or how long this is going to be. So, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the retail world and, you know, April 1st is coming up. Everybody's got to pay rent. And it's, um, you know, like I said, April, May is really going to start by June. You know, we're going to see a lot of people going out of business. I think so. And I mean, because, you know, like in New York, the market has changed a lot this year yeah. in the sense that it really is a buyer's market like pre-corona. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, certainly now that the stock, yeah. I mean, well, and well, we were talking about this today too. Actually, the market had become, the market got so good sort of last summer and the summer before that then the prices were all like, there was like $50 million houses selling and everyone's like, that house is not worth $50 million. So I think what really is going to happen is it's going to be a reality check of prices. So, you know, $50 million houses were selling, but then they had to start selling them at 25. So like the house used to come with like, Warhols and a Bugatti and all of this. And that's like, now you don't get any of the art or the cars or anything. We're just trying like, to sell it as is, just to move the inventory. So um, I think people got a little too comfortable with how freely the money was flowing. Um, and I now agree. we kind of get, get realistic, but then again, it's going to be a buyer's market. You know, I was doing these virtual tours. I went out, uh, we have a listing in Malibu right now. And then another listing in the Valley. And um, we were going to go do a virtual tour from there and we, um, it was like, that's when Gavin Newsom had just, um, done the order where like, we are really supposed to stay home. So I was a, like, I'm just such a dork naturally. I was like, are we going to get in trouble if we go and do the like virtual tour even? Cause it would have been more than three of us in the property. And, um, but anyway, so what the agent ended up doing was putting it on a lockbox. Uh, an agent came over there with the clients and that house ended up going into escrow and it's because wow. it was priced right. You know, it wasn't some a million dollars over what it should be. It was priced exactly right. And they actually ended up selling it for um, $20,000 over the asking price because it went into multiple offers. So I feel okay. like if you, again, it's all this sort of realistic, then the market's going to be just fine, you know? Um, but a lot of, you know, like I said, I designed restaurants and nightclubs. I mean, that industry is just getting hammered. It um, is. And I don't know how a lot of them will, will hold on. Not it's to mention, you know, the developers, but, you know, you've got the barbacks, the security guys, the, the girls and guys waiting tables, the bartenders. It's not just, 
the big guys that own the land. It's every single person, you know. Totally. I watched the game last night um, with uh, Wolfgang Park and Thomas Keller. And, you know, I mean, they're – I think it's, like, the largest industry of employers almost is, the, you know, hospitality. So that's obviously getting hit really hard right now. That's the thing. I mean, like you would start to think, I mean, at least in New York, I think a lot of restaurants are going to start closing down and, you know, like if this lasts for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like once the, all the rents are due, that's going to be the real. I think so. And, and then how do you think, so how do you plan to do business with Corona? It's just going to be a lot of like, I mean, you did some virtual tours I saw on yeah, your Instagram. Um, you know, we're doing that. Our I work with England Volkers, our main companies over in Germany. So our head office is in Hamburg. And then, you know, our biggest um, markets are Italy, France, and Spain. And they're obviously just getting destroyed right now. So even on our, you know, way up corporate level from Germany, they're going to start focusing more attention on the Americas because we're North America and South America. Um, and, you know, it, and that made me feel good that like, well, at least our economy is kind of hanging in there. If they're going to start pulling resources from marketing and other areas and start marketing here more in America because the money is still flowing. That's good. And then, you know, just cause this is where my mind goes. Do you ever get someone that wants to see a house or one of your listings just because you're on Southern Charm. And yeah, like and I actually don't go to showings or anything by myself anymore because it did get, so there were some weird things, <laughs> you know? Really? Like, like, like you're what? You're like alone in a house with a stranger. It's, it can, it's, I have felt uncomfortable quite a few times. So now I'm just always make sure somebody's there, even if it's like the gardener or just somebody, you know? So I'm not totally, you know, and there's actually, there's been stories here in LA where people have been doing open houses and have been like, locked up in closets and then you know luckily really? they just like stole a purse or a car or something and didn't harm the person but still like I would be so traumatized I'm not you know I, I like in the city but I'm still very much a country girl and don't I that's mean, that a little and to get like fan people that are like okay oh. thanks for the house but I'd like a you picture know. with you yeah well not so much because we do pretty good screening to make sure that they're like yeah. financially able to that's good. Is. I actually fangirled out recently. I was at um, uh, open house in Montecito for a property and Lisa and Ken were there and I was like, hi. And I was like, this is wow. so silly, but I'm on Southern charm. And she was like, no way. I love Patricia. And I was like, oh, so it was like really cute that she, you know, sort of knew our show and we obviously knew hers. And so it's always fun to have a little crossover moment, but I was definitely not expecting to bump into her that day. I was like, hi. <laughs> what were they doing there? Were they looking they at were, to buy the house? looking at the property. Wow. Did you ask Lisa for a picture? I did. It's on my Instagram. You can see it. <laughs> I'm going to have to go find I looked at your Instagram yeah. last night. I'm, this is, I mean, that's <laughs> like a date thing. weeks ago, so it's pretty recent. She had one of the pups with her. It was cute. Lisa is, do you watch any, do you, do you watch Bravo? Um, I do. I watch our show. Um, I like Below Deck is really fun. I obviously love all the mil million dollar listing things. Um, and but yeah, definitely I watch all of it. I watched it before I was on it. I mean, who who doesn't? I love Andy. I know he's um, been tested positive for Corona yeah. and he's laying low. And but I also think when people like him get it and they come up 
and they're like, hey, I'm okay. I think it actually does calm people down. Like, you know, Tom Hanks just came out and, you know, everyone's like, Tom Hanks has it. And then, of course, Hollywood freaks out. They're like, is he here? And then they're like, no, he's in Australia. And everyone's like, okay, sure. <laughs> but he, you know, he's fine. So that helps, um, I think, people feel better that if Tom Hanks is doing okay. You know, but there's obviously cases where people are older or have existing conditions and, you know, they won't do so well. You, you need to watch, um, you need to watch Vanderpump Rules. Okay. And you need to watch Shaw's of Sunset. Those are my two I recommendations. I love Shaw's. I ran into, is it Mercedes? <laughs> yeah. She's really great. I, I met her at an event and I met Stasi. She's actually come to Charleston. She's a uh, pretty good oh, friend yeah. with Naomi and Danny and... Uh, I forget if they were there for a bachelorette party or what their whole oh. thing was, but um, you know, it, it's always fun the crossovers, and we love hosting people in Charleston. <laughs> so yeah, and Lisa fun. and Ken is a good sighting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, now speaking of million dollar listing, do you know any of you have done any deals with those boys and Tracy Tudor? Like, I do you know them? I have met um Madison. Um, he's not on anymore, but he's a Malibu guy. Yeah, and, uh, is Chris Cortazzo on the show ever? I can't remember, but no, uh, but I know I, I know him because yeah, Sam he's Sully. a huge agent. And then uh, I met Mauricio. He he's great. Um, and but yeah, everyone's gonna just trying to figure out how to navigate this new market and chris is really good friends with shannon doherty who is yeah I, I know it's sad um like, yeah, I, she's okay. yeah I know i um not sure how she's doing right now but definitely again another person that you know growing up in georgia and seeing 90210 i mean that was like california and you're like this is so cool <laughs> and now you're living the life yeah well i mean <laughs> Not really. I'm not in the 90210s, but... <laughs> no, but you're close. But Malibu is great. Yeah. Is that... I mean, so, I mean, I know you're all over. Do you... But, I mean, do you do most of your deals in Malibu or really just... It's all over? It's all over. I mean, in my, like, lifetime career, my, my biggest stuff has always been in the hills. So, like, more West Hollywood area. Um, but definitely, definitely done a few things there. I'm really involved with... Um, a horse charity there in Malibu up Corral Canyon and we rescue wild mustangs and kind of give them a sanctuary to live out their days so that's one of my favorite little um, I don't know charities I guess <laughs> can you go still see your horses now or yeah I go I go out, I was just out there a few days ago actually um, just you know it's a great thing about being with the horses that they have no idea that any of this is going on so that's just, a good thing like, everybody still needs to be fed and taken out and loved on. And so it's kind of like therapy for me as well. That's good. Now I have some fun questions for you. Okay. I like the fun questions at the end. <laughs> so, well, okay. I guess you brought one up. So other than Lisa and Ken, like, is there anyone on Bravo that you would just fangirl out? You think if you saw you know, I actually, this is a, another fangirl out moment. I, I met Bethany Frankel at the Beverly Hills Hotel once and was like, again, like very nervous and was like, hi, um, I'm on Bravo too. <laughs> um, and she was so cool and so nice. And we chatted for a while and um, we actually chatted a little bit here and there. You know, she is now doing another show, um, her sort of 
you know, uh, I guess you, you will end up getting to work for her. But again, another thing that's been put on hold. So I don't really know I what know. that looks like. But I'm excited to watch that for sure. I mean, It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Me too. Well, that's what I said. Well, first of all, as soon as she got that deal with Mark Burnett, I'm like, yeah. I bet you there's going to be The Apprentice. Like, I mean, that's yeah. basically And I think he, Mark Burnett, didn't he do Real World? No, that was Bonham Murray. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Um, he can't he keep did, but he does Shark Tank, and she was on Shark Tank. Shark Tank, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Bethany so. know what Southern Charm was? She did, and she was like, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> you know how she is. <laughs> yes, I do know how Bethany is, but she's—that's like a good one to fangirl over. I, Lisa and Bethany, those are good ones. Yeah. Now. Talk to me about Patricia. Like, how much, like, did you know Patricia really well? I mean, I'm obsessed with Patricia. Yeah, I didn't know her that well before filming. I'd known Whitney for a long time. And um, he would sometimes be in Charleston when I was there, too. And so that was always kind of fun. He actually, you know, would bring a bunch of our L.A. friends out to Charleston. And they always had a great time because they're like, this place is so crazy. Patricia's caftans are everything. I know. She made one for me that has my dog on it, my my dog passed away almost a year ago. It'll be a year in April. Um, and so it's really special having that little caftan of Charlotte. I love it. That's. Did you ever have one of her her butler fix you one of those martinis? They look so... Yeah, Michael, of course. Yeah, you, um, I, you know, I've had one of the martinis. He makes a really good old-fashioned. Uh, um, there's always lots of champagne on hand. So I, the first season, I drank a lot when I was filming. And then once you see yourself drunk on TV, you're kind of like, that's enough. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. So I reigned in my alcohol consumption uh, on the next seasons. Um, you, you never really seem so drunk. You seem uh, pretty level-headed. You never really seem so drunk to me. Not that, <laughs> not that I know I you. Guess but I guess I got just... a good edit, but there are definitely some slurred speech and <laughs> slow reaction times. Did you ever feel any pressure, like from producers, like to drink or cause drama or? Well, no, I would just feel the, pr- the pressure from myself to drink because you get so sort of. I get I get nervous. I get the the anxiety going and to just wanted to have a drink <laughs> like I get it I get it do you keep in touch with anyone from like who do you I mean you do but who do you keep in touch with the most like you're um, the most I probably keep up with chef I mean we have all the same friends we're always at you know weddings and birthdays and you know a lot of our friends are kind of in the music world so we love going to concerts and he obviously has a couple bars in Charleston and so I mean you know, we're always in touch. And then he comes out here a lot too, out to LA and stays at Whitney's house. And so we're kind of, you know, we're both back and forth a bunch. And, um, but I obviously don't see them as much as I did when we were all filming together. And I do, I do miss it sometimes, but then it's also nice to just be like having a life. (laughs) To have some other things going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Who, who would you rather Craig or Austin? Well, uh, I, you know, they're both such sweet guys and neither one of them are like really my type there. You know, I really? love how, how Craig has sort of evolved and with his, his pillow business and he seems to be doing it, but you know, he's like, he's a little too pretty for me. And then really Austin is like, went to the university of Alabama, has his beer thing. And I'm not really like a big football beer guy, either. <laughs> but huh. well, I, I would take either. Friend. 
personally. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would take Craig over Austin if I had to choose. Yeah. Just, I'm just, that's, <laughs> that's where I would go with that. What about Thomas or Whitney? Uh, I think I'd have to go with Whitney. You know, he, he can play really? the guitar, definitely keep you entertained. That means Patricia is my mother-in-law, which would be amazing. <laughs> and, um, that would be, you know, and what is your, so what is your relationship like now? So with Catherine, like everything's fine. No, I mean, I haven't talked to her or seen her in a very long time. I just never really know what to expect, but you know, I know that her and Thomas have settled their arrangement with the kids and hopefully that That's has right. like, calmed a lot of things. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I would love the chance to reconnect. I just, there hasn't really been the opportunity. I mean, you guys kind of ended on a relatively okay note. <laughs> yeah. I, More or less. I, well, at least she like admitted that she understands that you probably never slept. Yeah, that meant kind of a lot to me because of, there was like a lot of lies going around. And that was something that always really bothered me was all the, I was like, that's just not true. That That's not true. And I'm just sort of a, not to be like self-righteous, but I'm definitely a very honest and forthright. And so when things are being told about you that just aren't true, I'm like, this is just being done to, to, to hurt me or to cause yeah. pain. like stories have been twisted to make me look a certain way. And it's just, that's not at all how anything happened. And also you weren't there. So you don't know. Yeah, totally. So that I had issue with was all the sort of you kind of just stepped right into it, you know, like you were on the show and the next thing you know, yeah, Catherine's like, here I come. Yeah. Now, what about going back to real estate, which is really, I mean, I'm obsessed with <laughs> real estate. If you, if you couldn't represent yourself, who, if you had to choose one of the million dollar listing past or present LA yeah. boys or girls? Um, I really like Frederick. Um, I know he really? was up here in LA for a little bit, but I just think he has really like, I, not that he like came from nothing, but he has really like built himself up and made this whole situation. And especially as far as New York real estate goes, definitely Frederick in New York and probably Mauricio for LA. Really? <laughs> yeah. So have you ever met Kyle? Richard? Uh, I haven't. I mean, I think we've been at the same events before, but we've never really um, spoken or anything. <laughs> Do you know Josh Altman? Um, we've crossed paths before, but I, I couldn't say that I really know him. <laughs> do you do? I mean, I've, I've always had mixed, I mean, I've had apartments in New York before that I've sold. Like, how do you feel about the big over the top Frederick and Ryan and I guess Josh, like the open houses, like, do you really feel those are necessary? <sighs> well, I think it's good for you as like branding yourself as an agent because you are kind of selling this lifestyle. And if you're selling, a $10 million home, like, yes, you should have a proper lunch service and you should have all of these things. But like as an agent starting out, you, no one's expecting like caviar and, you right. Know. <laughs> and like Ferraris in the driveway and yeah. um, acrobats in the bedroom. But I think it definitely that appeals to the buyers and you are for sure selling a lifestyle. And that's one of the things that comes along with the sort of the Beverly Hills or the Manhattan thing, you know, and people that are buying $10 million properties, a lot of them, it's their second and third $10 million property. So yeah, wow. they're going to have all the toys. They're going to have all the staff and they, they want to see what it functions um, at, at full speed ahead. Would you ever go on million dollar listing? That really is oh, where yeah, I think for sure. I don't you'd know be if I perfect. 
I mean, I would definitely, you know, bring an agent to one of their lists. I mean, bring a client to one of their listings or whatnot. But I don't know if I would want to totally be an agent on the show. Because, again, I've watched that and it gets a little bit catty. You know, the agents are really, you know, going after each other. I don't like the sort of talking behind each other's back. And I would never talk behind my client's back or try to, I just, that's just not my MO when it comes to business. So I don't think that that would be a good fit for me, but I'd love to do a, like a, this old house or some sort of uh, construction, like flip the property or something, you know, that's just so nice. You're so nice. Well, I I mean, you've seen the show. I'm not always so nice. (laughs) No, but you're like pretty nice. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff like that. I've, I've always wondered, like, I mean, I think that's a question some of them were asked, like, how do you, like, what happens after the show when it airs, and then, like, your clients see you t- talking about them? I don't know, it's just weird. It's or, so like, where the client's like, I would take the deal for this, and, like, they try to get more. It's just, it's weird. Like, there's, I've always thought about that. Yeah. Where so, someone's like, I want to sell it for this. makes the show way. interesting. You want to see both sides of how this stuff is going down and how it's working. So, um you know, that again, these shows have been on TV for a long time. People love it. I love my reality TV. <laughs> um, and so, and listen, I've never, I've always been like a New York or LA person, but I have to say like, because of Southern charm, I have this whole, like, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get the whole South and that whole <laughs> lifestyle. It's like, it's very appealing. Yeah. You need to go down there. It's beautiful. Once, you know, there's like, it's really easy from New York. There's direct flights. Uh, totally. I like to go out of LaGuardia. It's so easy instead of having to get all the way to JFK, which is always a mess. <laughs> Could so, you ever see yourself li- living in New York? Uh, probably not. I, I, I would never be able to handle the winter. I spend a lot of time there. I like it, you know, in the fall for sort of fashion week and we don't get much of a season in Charleston or in LA. So I like to go like a crisp autumn day in New York. I get it. I I love it it at Christmas because everything's so decorated and all the lights. And then I love going out to like Montauk or Nantucket or, you know, out to the sort of beaches in the summer. But, um, you know, NBC that, you know, we were there at 30 Rock. So that was really yes. cool. Got my first contract and it was like from 30 Rock. And I was like, this is so New York. And so and you cool. got to come to New York and do press and, and watch yeah, what happens. Oh, and- so neat. Um, it's been really cool that people, um, they love the show and, and they love Charleston and it's really neat to kind of get to be a part of Charleston's history in this really weird way. <laughs> Seriously. Would you ever go back on the show? Like if you ever moved Oh back yeah, home? for sure. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't want to be like a main person, but you know, I would definitely, you know, there's always birthdays and parties. And if I'm ever in town, would be happy to show up at something. <laughs> That's good. And is there anything else you would like to say? I'm trying to think if we've covered I mean, we've gotten it covered pretty well. Everyone needs to call you for real estate. Please. If they're moving <laughs> Even out. If you're not ready to buy or sell and you just have questions and want advice. And, you know, it, it's, you know, they say it's one of the most difficult processes that you'll ever go through is buying a house. And it's a lot of scary stuff. And you're dealing with banks and, you know, then you've got inspections and you don't know what it geotech report is and all of this stuff so I know none of you know there's that. a lot um and I love kind of guiding people through the whole process and um it is it can be really stressful and you know it's for a lot of people it's the biggest investment they'll ever make in their lives and they're trusting you with a lot so that's what I love about real estate the most I love 
all the different construction and the properties, but I also really love working with the people. And, you know, there's, it's kind of an amazing gift to be able to help somebody find their home. And, um, you know, sometimes it's their dream home. Sometimes it's their first time buying something and it's just a little condo, but it doesn't matter. It's just a special to that person. Do you know what I love? So I, I've always said this, if I ever left New York, I would live New York style wherever I love like Sierra towers and I love, I love all I mean, I know that's not why. Yeah, most when people I first lived here, I lived uh, right at Doheny and Sunset, and was in oh, like a wow. little condo high rise, and you could like see out, and it, it was like... cool. But I, I just, um, and then I had like a yard and all of that, and it, I, I don't want a doorman and to have to park, and you know, I, I didn't grow up in high rises, so right. I like you know a little house. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Well, where can we all wait? You know, before we leave, I need to take a picture of okay. you. Uh, this is what my life has come to now. Just so <laughs> it's crazy. Well, next you time I'm in New York and all of that, we'll we need to have drinks together for real. Seriously. And I might be coming out there too. when we can like eventually travel. I'm going to take two pictures. <laughs> one with just you and then one with me in it. I know that sounds crazy. Oh my God, you're looking perfectly in the camera (laughs) Yeah. because this is what, okay. So like when this comes out, I need to be able to post a picture. Do you see what our lives have come to here? (laughs) No, it's crazy. Like, is this like, how pathetic is this? You can see me. Oh my God, I could see you. (laughs) I could see you perfectly. (laughs) And whoever's baby that is, has been very well behaved in the past. (laughs) I know. Like, I'm sorry if I, you know, tell them I'm sorry if I... (laughs) interrupted their homeschooling for the day yeah <laughs> but yes the next time you come to new york really we'll do a drink yes i we really appreciate it after quarantine <laughs> yes or maybe i'll be there and where can we all find you online um uh my instagram is a landon clements my first name's ansley so that's the a um I like that and i haven't really i mean i have twitter but i'm not that active but i guess now with this current situation i should probably get a little bit more active with it all but i think it's all about instagram um, personally. yeah my i you know I, it's pretty easy to get a hold of me <laughs> instagram is good i'm like i'm like yeah. all of your horse stuff <laughs> all of your real estate stuff that's what i've followed. yeah it's 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 easy to you, you can just really just my name and put in real estate and it all pops up there's my email address right there <laughs> seriously so everyone follow landon If you go out to LA, this is who you want to call and really keep in touch. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you're swans. Oh, thank you. Um, You guys have a great day and stay safe in New York. You too. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. 
or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.